An efficient marketing strategy, a clear brand message, and a solid offer are all necessary for building a successful online business. But what do you do when you doubt the path that you're on? What happens next when you decide that it's finally time to pivot? And how in the world do you actually manage living an intentional life as a busy entrepreneur? I'm Alicia Robertson, and every week on the Intentionally Made podcast, I share tips and interviews with other women entrepreneurs from all different industries and walks of life on what it's really like to do business intentionally. From the mistakes they've made to how they've had to pivot into their sweet spot, the Intentionally Made podcast gives you a no BS look into what it's really like to build a successful life and business with intention. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hey, hi, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Intentionally Made Podcast. So before we dig into this week's episode all about self-care, let me just tell you the pollen here in North Carolina is tearing me up. (laughs) Like I have felt so bad the past couple of weeks because like the pollen is making my throat and my eyes and my ears just everything is just feels so irritated so if for any reason during this episode I either sound like I am on the verge of coughing or if my voice goes from normal to nasally to sounding like a grown man I am so sorry (laughs) this pollen here in North Carolina literally has been attacking me and if you live in a state or a city where the pollen level is extremely high right now like it is here You are in my thoughts and prayers because I don't know what it is about this spring, but it is no joke. So just putting that out there in the event I don't sound like this towards the end of this episode, I am going to try my best to get through it. Um, I have my water here, so I'm going to try my best to get through it without sounding like a grumpy old man. All right, so... You guys know I have been making a lot of changes and pivots in my business. So talking a lot more about um, building an intentional business, of course, but not so much in the coaching realm or coaching aspect. So with those pivots and changes that I've been making in my own business, I've also had to rethink the content that I want to create and kind of what I want to be known for uh, moving forward. And one of the areas that I've just felt so passionate about and just so intrigued about too is talking about what it's really like to be an entrepreneur beyond the strategy. So there is no, you know, shortage of business advice, business strategy out there on the internet. But what I feel like a lot of people are not talking about is how do you maneuver through your day-to-day life as an entrepreneur? How do you take care of yourself as an entrepreneur? What does it really look like to prioritize yourself, prioritize your family and the things that you love while also growing and running a successful business? So with like tweaking my content strategy, I know I don't think I can ever stop talking about the business tips and the how-tos. It's just ingrained in me. But moving forward, I really want to have more discussions with you guys. This is how I'm looking at the podcast, is having more discussions with you guys about the lifestyle and the wellness topics around entrepreneurship. Because we all know running a business is hard A. 
F. And it can be very like mentally and physically taxing on us. And I want this podcast to be a space where you can come over here and learn about how to prioritize self-care while running your business like we're going to talk about today or how to raise your family and also run your business how to date while running your business what does that that look like i want to talk about the deeper topics outside of just the next business strategy so i hope you guys are interested in hearing more about that i hope that you um will find value in the different conversations I want us to have here. And I'll definitely be inviting more women on to this show to have these conversations with me as well. But if you have any topics that you would like for me to specifically cover here, please feel free to shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at the Alicia Nicole and I can, you know, figure out how to work it into our content. If I'm not, you know, knowledgeable in it, then I can definitely find someone to come over here and chat with you guys who, you know, is a pro or does have the background to talk about it. All right, so with that being said, today I wanna talk about your self-care strategy. So we all know as an entrepreneur, you have a strategy for literally everything in your business, from how to grow your audience, to how to make more money, to how to be seen as a leader in your industry, Everything in your business is strategically planned in order for you to hit a very specific goal, which in turn allows you to grow into a better entrepreneur. And if you don't have any strategic plans right now, I'm pretty sure you're in the process of creating those. But my question is, why do we not strategically plan for our own mental and physical wellness in the same way we do our content or our marketing strategy? Why is it that most entrepreneurs have to hit a serious case of burnout before they create some sort of self-care plan when our business would literally be nothing if we weren't in it? So no matter how many incredible strategies we use within our business to like get to the next level or to make more money or to grow our audience, we are still our biggest asset. Even if you have a team, even if you have help, you are the one creating your products, you're the one coming up with the content ideas, you are probably the face of your brand. So why are we not focusing more on taking care of ourselves? So I'm saying all of this because I have not always been good at taking care of myself. And I don't want you to think that I'm like sitting up on my high horse and I'm just perfect at this because in fact, I still have to be really intentional about taking time for rest and taking time to just think and taking time for my family and to take care of my home and all of those things. So I thought the only way that I could succeed as an entrepreneur was to hustle to the point of exhaustion. And if I didn't feel tired at the end of the day or if I didn't have 12 different things scratched off of my to-do list, then... I felt like I wasn't working hard enough. And if you've ever heard my story before, and I've shared it a few times on this show, but you know how that thinking, that hustle mentality led me straight to burnout and literally tearing down like my entire business. It got so bad to the point where I couldn't do anything. But when I finally did bounce back, what really saved me from going back into that place of burnout 
was creating my own self-care strategy, an action plan that I would practice either daily or weekly with the goal of giving my mind and body what it needed to be able to perform at its best. And let me tell you, prioritizing myself um, and my body and my mental health over any business strategy I have ever created has literally changed my life, y'all. Not only am I not exhausted 24-7, and when I say exhausted, I mean not exhausted from business work. I do still have a toddler who runs me ragged, but I still have some energy for her at the end of the day. And I am also literally in the best shape physically that I have ever been in my entire life, which in return gives me more energy so that I can run my business. And without being stressed out, without being tired, without being so burnt out, I am also able to think clearly, which means I am able to make better decisions in my business. So I don't think a lot of people realize just how much your physical and mental health affects your business. I mean, if you're not your best, how can you give your best to your customers or clients? How can you give your best to your employees? How can you give your best to the products that you're creating or the content that you're creating? If you're listening to this and you're like, oh girl, I need to do better. I just wanted to talk to you today and just break down how to prioritize yourself more as an entrepreneur and to go into this with creating like your own self-care strategy. So creating your own plan for consistently taking care of yourself, for consistently prioritizing yourself in the same way you would do inside of your business. So let's start out with what self-care looks like for you. So self-care has definitely become a buzzword over the past few years and people often think that self-care is spa days and pedicures and you know all these like fancy schmancy things you know hotel stays and like these super fancy five-star hotels like that can look like self-care if that is self-care for you look I am all for it but Self-care looks totally different for everyone, which is why it's important for you to focus on what fills you up and not just what's popular or what's currently trending. So I want you to ask yourself, what gives you the energy and brings you back to life when you're tired? What gets you hyped up? What refills you when you feel like your energy and everything has just been depleted? So for me, it is an adequate amount of sleep. So at least seven to eight hours every night, y'all. Like, I I don't know what it is, but I cannot do any shorter. I am not one of those people who can only survive off of like four hours of sleep. I've tried it several, several times and it never works out in my favor. I always feel sluggish and my attention span is like literally cut in half. So I'm one of those people who I literally have to get sleep, like a good amount of sleep every night. So that is what self-care often looks like to me, getting in bed on time and then, you know, sleeping through the night and getting up at a time that feels good to me. So also having one day of rest and alone time has been really important for me to recharge as well. So not only am I an introvert who like craves and really thrives off of alone time, but I found that like a four day work week tends to make me want to work harder. So if I know I only got like four days to get these things done, come Tuesday, I am like 
all for it. And that day has changed, you know, as well. It used to be Sundays were my days, um, like to just to have me, but my husband is a photographer. And for anyone who is in that industry, you know that Saturday and Sundays are very busy days. So I switched my day from Sunday to Monday, but no matter what day it is, it's just the point of me being able to get that time to myself to just rest and not feel like I have to answer to anyone or be responsible for anything or just have that moment to just relax are is so important to me for refilling myself and like refilling my cup and recharging. So on those days, like my husband is typically in the office, my daughter is at school and I can do whatever I want. Sometimes Y'all, I will just sit in the bed and watch Netflix all day. Or sometimes if I'm up to it, I will straighten up or um, or I will like work on like a passion project. But the point is, is that I need to have one day of nothing in order for me to push through the rest of the week. So if I don't get that day, then I feel like I never get a break between work and parenting. So I want you to ask yourself, like what refills you up? What do you need to do on a daily or a weekly basis in order to take better care of yourself? Does that look like making sure you are signing up for your therapy sessions? Does that look like taking a 30-minute nap throughout the day? Does it look like eating three real meals throughout the day and not just snacking? Um, Does it look like going out and running or getting some exercise or starting the day with journaling or meditating or doing yoga, like whatever that looks like for you, what do you do during the day to refill yourself up, whether it be on a daily basis or a weekly basis? Um, I'm also too a pedicure girl. So I'm not saying that spa treatments are not self-care. If that is what fills you up, baby, I want you to go sit in that pedicure seat and like refill your cup. So like I said, Self-care looks so different for everyone. and But the importance is, is to tap into what it looks like for you. Because the last thing you want to do is do what's trending or do what everyone else is doing to like refill their cup. And then you end up doing all of these things and you're still just as tired as you were before. So like if that looks like spending two hours watching Netflix, you go get comfortable and watch your Netflix. It's just important to figure out what really recharges you and what feels like self-care to you. So once you've decided on what self-care looks like, you really do have to be intentional about actually doing the thing. So it's not enough to just say, oh, I like going to therapy, but then never scheduling yourself or (laughs) I like to go work out, but then never actually doing it. So the best way to make sure that self-care doesn't just become a buzzword to you is you need to put it on your schedule in the same way you do everything else. So again, if therapy is a part of your routine, go ahead and make your appointment and put it on the schedule. If you need a 45 minute nap every day, block out that time so that you don't accidentally schedule something else over it. Protect your self-care time in the same way you would an important business meeting. If you know you need those 45 minutes a day, do not go and schedule a client call at that same time because that's your time. Protect that time at all costs, especially if you're somebody like me. So if I don't write things down, then it won't happen. So my naps, or remembering to take my meds, or working out, or journaling are all on my to-do list every single day 
just like everything else. If you don't plan it, if you don't plan for it ahead of time, it's not going to happen. And I think that's a big issue that a lot of us get into. We're so busy running our businesses. We're so busy maneuvering through the day, taking care of our families and doing all of these things where self-care is almost like a uh, afterthought. It's like, oh, well, on Thursday, if I have an extra 15 minutes, then I will go take a nap. Or, you know, I didn't get to it today, but, you know, maybe if I have six minutes the next month, maybe I can sit down and journal for a while. No, no. If you can make time for important business meetings, if you can make time for your family, if you can make time for whatever else is happening in your life, you can make time for you. And I always say to people who are like, girl, I am super busy. I I literally don't have time. There are 24 hours in a day. You can take one hour a day, just one. You can even break it up into two 30-minute sessions and take one hour out of your day to spend on something that feels like self-care to you. Um, I once heard somewhere that if you don't have at least one hour a day for yourself, then you seriously need to do some reprioritizing in your life. You should have at least one hour a day to do your thing. Even if that's just you praying and meditating in the shower in the morning times, you should at least have one hour to do what you need to do to refill your cup. So make sure that you're putting those things on the schedule and you're not just making your self-care or your time for rest an afterthought. All right, so let's talk about boundaries. So I mentioned protecting your self-care time. Well, this also goes for setting those boundaries around yourself, your friends and family, your clients and your customers. So I mentioned how Mondays are like my days and everyone knows that. I don't schedule any calls on those days and I definitely don't budge when someone asks if Mondays are available for me. Now, of course, there may be times where I have to shift this, you know, if things are really important, but I really do try my best not to do anything major on a Monday. So I know I need my days to do nothing. That is important to me. So I have to set boundaries around that thing so that I am also prioritizing myself. If I set the day of saying, oh, Mondays are my day, but then I let everybody and their mama take over that day, then what was the point in me saying that that was my self-care day? You know, like what was even the point of me putting that out there if I'm not willing to set that boundary and communicate it? So the thing about boundaries is that they are often only important to us. Like that's, that's just what it is. While, you know, those around us may respect our boundaries or they may not, they don't hold as much weight in their lives as it does in ours. Me taking off Mondays, my husband doesn't care. Like that's not affecting him. Like he's still got to work. So that's not really bothering him, but it's something that is important to me. So I make sure I communicate that. So That is why it is so important for you to communicate what those boundaries are for those around you and also even express the importance of those boundaries if you need to. So if you know you want to be done with work by noon, then stop taking calls after noon. Let it be very plain on your booking page, on your website that you do not work after noon. If you know that your mornings are specifically for your prayer and journaling time, then ask your spouse or someone close to you to handle the kids' morning routines. If you know that that morning is very important to you, stop scheduling client calls 
in early in the morning. Like protect your boundaries, but also communicate your boundaries because I understand a lot of us have families or we have other responsibilities that we do have to work our self-care around. But it, it is important for us to set those boundaries, not only for other people to know, but also that we don't, again, put our own self-care, our own needs on the back burner. So set the boundaries that you need to really prioritize yourself and then clearly communicate that with those who may be impacted. All right. Oh, also, we are going to be having a special session inside of the Intentionally Made community in a couple of weeks um, on April 28th to be um, exact, all about setting and communicating boundaries. And we are going to have um, licensed therapist Christian Kristen Winchester, who is going to be chatting with the ladies inside of the community. So it is totally free. If you want to get in on that, make sure you just head over to intentionallymade.com and join us. And if you are listening to this episode somewhere far in the future, um, you can go back into the Intentionally Made video vault and there will be a replay of that as well. But that was the perfect chance for me to just put that out there. All right. Lastly, let's talk about tracking your progress with your self-care strategy. So how do you measure if a launch win is planned? Or how do you know if your most recent marketing plan is converting? You track your progress. And you should be doing the exact same thing with your self-care strategy as well. So at the end of the month or even at the end of the week, I want you to sit down and ask yourself, did I prioritize myself as much as I did my business? And how do I really feel? And also ask yourself, how can I do better either next month or next week to better prioritize self-care? So by tracking your progress, you are able to make tweaks and changes throughout your day to make sure that your self-care strategy is actually working and that you can get a better understanding of the areas where you feel like you need to do better. So let's say you create your self-care strategy and you're like, Maybe long showers doesn't really work for me. Maybe I would rather like use that time to take a nap. That is something that you can tweak and change as you go. But the kicker with tracking your progress, because the numbers, the data does not lie, is that you really do have to be honest with yourself and not make any excuses for why you didn't prioritize rest or just 30 minutes of alone time. So lying to yourself isn't going to get you anywhere and you'll just end up super burnt out in the end. So make sure that as you're tracking your process, your progress, you're asking yourself, did I really prioritize myself this week? How do I feel? And what can I actually do next month or next week to make myself a a bigger priority? So I want you to really focus on tracking your progress the same way that you would do conversion rates, retention rates, um, sales, whatever else that you're tracking in your business, you know, your follower count, YouTube subscribers, email subscribers, whatever it is that you are um, tracking in your business, think of your self-care strategy in the same way. Sit down and say, did I really get what I needed from this practice? If not, what can I do to do better next week or next month? So that is just a way for you again to make tweaks, to make changes, and make sure you're really finding the sweet spot when it comes to your own self-care practice. All right, you guys, so I hope 
that that was really helpful because we all know entrepreneurship is hard AF. I've said this before and I think I'm just going to adopt it as like my timeline. But we know how mentally, physically, and emotionally taxing entrepreneurship can be. And I don't think that it is talked about enough. But that doesn't mean that it isn't possible for us to still be successful or that our ideas aren't worth putting out into the world. What we have to do, and it is our responsibility, is to just be intentional about prioritizing ourselves in the process, being intentional about setting those boundaries, being intentional about recognizing and doing those things that really matter to us, that really fill our cup. So while entrepreneurship is hard and I have yet to figure out the secret sauce over the past 10 years to make it less hard, we still have to remember that this business that we're building is not our entire life. That this business that we're building is not going to run smoothly without us. That we can't impact our audience or our clients or our customers if we are not our best selves. So make sure if you don't have a self-care strategy in place, if you are still struggling with figuring out time, I really do hope that this week's episode is going to be the kick in the pants that you need to finally get it together, girl, and finally start taking care of your personal well-being. All right, you guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I can't believe I made it through without going into a coughing fit, but let me not jinx myself. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, I would love to know what you think. Do you have a self-care strategy? If not, what does that new strategy look like for you now? So you can take a screenshot of this week's episode and share it over on Instagram. I'm at the Alicia Nicole. I would love to have a deep dive conversation about um, this with you guys. All right, y'all. See you next week. Before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate the show and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to these episodes. With your support, I'm not only able to produce better episodes for you each and every week, but it also makes it possible to spread the word about the importance around building your business with intention. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Intentionally Made Podcast.